This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Derek, we got another special episode on the way. I know that's a word that we've been using a lot the last few weeks, but this is a good one. Yeah, this is going to be one that uh, I hope folks turn to, and I think we're going to have a pretty good interview today. So teasing that a little bit, Jagger Burton committed to Kentucky football. It's a huge commitment for Mark Stoops in the 2021 class. Uh, We're going to have Jagger join us to talk about his commitment to Kentucky, a little bit about his recruitment, what it means to pick his in-state school over the likes of Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oregon, and programs like that. Uh, Derek, what are you most excited to sort of talk to Jagger about? I know it's a guy that we've talked to in the past a few times, but We've all been looking toward this day. For sure. Um, Jagger is one of the few kids I actually talked to uh, in this 21 class a few years ago. I think it was probably 2018. So he was a kid who's been on the radar uh, a long time. He got the offer, and maybe we can clarify this with him. Well, certainly online. But I think uh, the day of the Kentucky-Georgia game in 2018 is, is for some reason that's the day that's sticking out in my mind that he got offered. So. Probably at that point in his career, uh, like you see their freshman or sophomore back then. So he's been on the radar a long time. He was a kid I always felt like UK had a great shot at, but any time that Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, all these schools, and then he added the fact that he had a teammate last year, Walker Parks, who I believe was also uh, a UK legacy. I believe Parks' dad played at Kentucky, uh, and he went to Clemson. So anytime he had some of those factors between the greatest coaches in the game coming after you and some outstanding programs for for Kentucky to land him I think it's a pretty big statement and I'm going to be interested to hear what he has to say about you know why he picked Kentucky over these other schools and this is a big deal too given the the situation going on right now around recruiting with COVID-19 no official visits no on-campus visits uh, no off-campus visits for these coaches other than Zoom calls it's big to land this in a class where it's not it's not got the names. It's not got the numbers that past classes have, Derek, but it's still a solid class that's being pieced together. And then you get this centerpiece before you kick off the 2020 season. It's huge. Yeah, the local kids are leading the way, right? I mean, you got <clears throat> the two highest-ranked kids in the class now, DeKal Crowdis and Jagger Burton. And you got the couple kids at North Harden, which we'll also talk about uh, on the podcast. But it's, it is huge. I mean, I said it. Said it the other day, I'll say it again. I mean, top five all-time commitment as it stands right now in the composite. His ranking can still change. Obviously, it's not set in stone. But that's a big deal. And uh, 
in a year where you're losing four starting offensive line, or potentially four, at least three, uh, assuming none of those guys use their eligibility. You've got three seniors in that line. And from what I hear, I think Darian Kennard stands a pretty good chance to leave for the NFL. So to be able to replace those guys with a really solid class last year, too. We shouldn't forget the 2020 offensive line class was pretty good. He had a couple four stars there, and Jeremy Flax and uh, John Young. Uh, Young, also a Kentucky kid. So back-to-back classes, London four-star in-state offensive lineman. It's a pretty good sign. I think we're to the point now, Derek, where this has been four straight years where the offensive line has been really strong. This could be their best this season. We're to the point now, I think, that we can just assume that Kentucky's going to be good in the trenches. I think that that's the point we've reached, and I think that's why they're starting to get into that middle tier of football teams in the SEC and maybe climbing even a little bit higher is that's where you win football games in the SEC. And that's what's been, that's what's changed this program. You're starting to see a balance too, I think between, or potentially in the next few years, I think you can see a balance of, uh, you take Nick Lewis, for example, someone UK fans might not know a ton about, but he's been really bragged on a lot this off season and coming into this season, he was a six foot nine, pretty heavy offensive lineman who really wasn't in game game shape up until now, I would say. And he's a guy who you might start to see get some snaps at tackle uh, in a backup role. But I use him as an example because this is his third year in the program. I mean, you can have guys – it's not uncommon at all on the offensive line to have a guy wait three or four years before they're ready to play. But you let a kid like Jagger, I don't think it's unrealistic to think he could be – even if he, okay, let's say he red shirts his freshman year, maybe they don't play more than those four games. I think he's a guy who can compete for a spot as a red shirt freshman, play a lot, and then be a potential three to four year starter. So you can still have those mix of potentially you know, elite recruits with guys who have been in your program for a number of years. And that's what we've seen right now with Drake Jackson, you know, Landon Young, those guys that got in the mix early, Darian Kennard. I mean, it only bodes well for Kentucky moving forward. And I thought it was interesting, Derek, that he he tried to to be discreet with his decision. You know, he had a UK Twitter wallpaper up for a while, and then the day before he puts up the Bama wallpaper. Uh, very hard, though, when you put out that you're going to KS Bar and places to sort of keep it a secret. But I'm sure he's glad it's over with now. Yeah, I mean, that ended any suspense, I think. I mean, what a move it would be, though, to go to KS Bar and say you're going to Alabama. I mean, that would have been something. <laughs> I think he'd have that Bama up for a few days. I know I just got tweeted out by somebody, but. I was on his profile, I think, the day that he announced that he was committing on um, Sunday. He'd already had that Bama wallpaper up. But you're right, he he had changed that throughout. Pretty much every school was recruiting him. He had had, a, I think, a Penn State one, an Oregon one, Ohio State, Kentucky, all of them. I thought that was a cool thing he did, kind of leading up yeah. his announcement every, every week or whatever he would change it. Yeah, it is. And uh, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right into that interview with Jagger. So here is your newest Kentucky football commitment, Jagger Burton. Welcome back, everyone, to Kentucky Daily, as now we're joined by the newest Kentucky football commitment, Jagger Burton. Jagger, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you all for having me. Jagger, you, you finally made the announcement. How does it feel to be a future Kentucky Wildcat? And it, does it feel like maybe the world's lifted off your shoulders now that it's public and you know where you're going? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've wrestled with it for a long time, um, and I haven't always been like I'm going to go to Kentucky or obviously I would have made the decision a long time ago. I teeter-tottered a lot between Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, and Kentucky um, and Clemson a little bit too. 
Um, so to finally be able to like just know 100% where I want to go and not have any regrets about making that decision feels amazing. Jagger, uh, when did you tell the UK staff that you were coming and, and what was the reaction to that? Um, I called them, um, let's see, Thursday night. Um, and I messed with Coach Stoops a little bit. I was like, uh, I was like, I promised my parents I would call you all and tell you all, um, even if I wasn't going there. And I was like, um, so I felt like I should still tell you all no matter what the was. And he was like, I, he's just silent. And I was like, well, I'm going to Kentucky. And they just started screaming because him and Coach Mayer were together. So they started screaming. It was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Jagger, you, you grew up watching this Kentucky program, and you've seen it sort of evolve over your time playing football in high school and probably middle school as well. How much different is this program from when you first have your earliest memory of Kentucky football till today? Um, I mean, they were, like, winning, like, what, two games a year whenever I was little. Um, so, like, now, like, having eight, eight win seasons, like, ten win seasons, all that um, – They've came a long way, and you can just tell by how many, like, fans they have um, coming to the games and on Twitter and all that stuff. So, um, I don't – if it keeps going how it is, I think Kentucky could honestly in maybe, like, five or so years, something like that, be one of those – be one of those top-tier teams that are that are in the talk for the national championship every year if Coach Stu keeps um, recruiting how he's recruiting and all of that. Jagger, um – Based on some of the reports that I had read, it seemed like you were really hoping to be able to take those official visits before you made a decision, which is obviously something every other kid in recruiting classes before uh, 21, they were able to do that. How frustrating was it that um, it looks like most likely you guys will not get to be able to take official visits? Um, I would say it's it's not as – it's. I mean, it is kind of frustrating, but – I don't really know how to explain it. Like, I feel like it was a blessing because I feel like Kentucky's where I needed to be. And I feel like maybe um, before I was going to take my officials, I was Kentucky still. Like, that's where I thought I was going to go. And I feel like um, official visits can kind of, like, alter your decision a lot. And I was always one of those kids where it was, like, the last place I went. The last place I went was always the place I wanted to go. So I don't know if Kentucky – I think Alabama is my last official visit. So I, I don't know. I mean, I could be in a completely different situation. God gave me the, um, you know, uh, ease it out a little bit more um, and really just be firm without even taking those, which I didn't think would ever happen. But You mentioned Vince Merrill earlier. What's your relationship with him like? Um, Vince is kind of like – I've explained this before. It's like, um, you know, you have those high school coaches that are always kind of like a – I mean, my dad's in my life, so not like a father figure because obviously my dad is like – but that type of person where it's like, you know, you can come to them no matter what and they don't just care about you for football. Um, and I think that's what makes him different than a lot of other recruiters. Like Vince will just text you and be like, hey, how's your day? Or like stuff like that. Like, like he's like more of a friend than uh, a coach. Um, so that was like – what really made me just want to talk to uh, Coach Merrill a lot more. And we would FaceTime all the time and all that stuff um, and just get to, like, really know him and know his story and um, what he kind of thought about everything. Um, so that's that's kind of how, like, me and me and Vince are really close, um, obviously. So 
uh, that's kind of how that all started. It was just him being more personable, um, I felt like, than a lot of other recruiters. What kind of statement do you think it says for UK to be able to keep a local top offensive lineman home over the likes of Alabama and Oregon and Ohio State, some of those other teams you mentioned? Um, I hope it shows, um, you know, a lot of other uh, recruits and, like, top people that don't live in Kentucky and don't really know what the, the state, like, the football is about and, like, how the state is, that uh, they need to give Kentucky a look. And um, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'll be the catalyst for that. Um, I don't, I don't know why I rank all time in Kentucky commitments or anything like that. Like I haven't really looked at that. Um, yeah. But I know I'll, I'll probably be up there with like Drake, wherever he is, and all that, and just being able to be like a catalyst um, to kind of get that thing going because they had it going in Drake's class where they had a bunch of these All-American guys committing, um, and then my class, um, Dekel, will probably get the opportunity to be an All-American, um, and then me and try to get some of these other guys flipped like Johnson and. Um, some of these guys that are uncommitted that still have Kentucky in their top schools, try to get them to come here. I hope that um, they, if they see someone, um, you know, take a chance – or not take a chance, but, like, put their trust in Coach Stoops and um, Kentucky that it'll kind of make them think about it at least a little bit more um, and give Kentucky a really good look. Jagger, you're, you're doing something that for three or four years, it wasn't the cool thing to do with in-state kids. They were going elsewhere. They were going to other programs like Alabama, Nebraska, and places. Uh, but Landon Young, and you mentioned Drake Jackson, early on before there was really any success with Mark Stoops at Kentucky, they bought in to the vision, and now they're, they're out the door after this season. Does it feel like it's maybe a passing of the torch off to you guys, and now you all can carry this thing on with in-state commitments? Now that it's cool to commit to Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I've thought about that a little bit where they're going to be gone after this year. Hopefully, I'm, I'm sure they'll get opportunities in the NFL. And, um, you know, you got guys like they're like Octavius and all these kids, all these kids that have decided like they could go anywhere. John Young, Bo Allen, I just decided, hey, I want to, it means more um, to play in state. And that was what it was for me too. Um, Obviously, at Alabama and those places, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to at least play in an Astros championship game. At Kentucky, that's not a guaranteed thing. But for me personally, um, helping Kentucky get to an SEC championship and winning the SEC championship, beating Georgia, all those things meant more to me than winning an Astros championship because it's where I'm from. Like, to be able to finally do those things that – Kentucky's been trying to do for so long and my class be like kind of like that's the next next stepping stone um with my class in the 2022 class is uh it's just like something that I, I was thinking about a lot and something that I really wanted to do so that's that's our goal and obviously try to play for a national championship if that's at all possible I feel like if you win the SEC then you really have a chance so Jagger the last question I have for you um and then we'll let Sean wrap it up but You'd started to talk about it a little bit before, but are there any players now, now that you're on board, who you're going to try to push to, to get on board, whether it be the 21 class or future classes? Um, so I think we have seven kids at Douglas with UK offers. So um, Dekel's committed. Now I'm committed. That's two. And that's all in my class. But you got Dane Key, Ty Bryant. So I'm going to focus on Dane and Ty and then um, Kenny, uh, TJ, all those guys at Douglas. And then I'm going to try to branch out a little bit more um, to some of these other uh, positions that that they kind of need. Uh, a lot of, like, I'm going to try to get as many D linemen as I can, good D linemen. But I know a lot of uh, people, especially 
try to flip a few kids from schools that I know that they've voiced to me that they're kind of unhappy. Um, so I'm going to try to flip those guys too, but I'm going to try to get going as fast as possible. And hopefully mine kind of starts that domino effect that John and Bo kind of had last year. So. And now the first matchup of the season for you, Frederick Douglass versus North Harden. It's uh, Kentucky football commitments all over the field, kids that have Kentucky football offers. How cool is that to start your high school season in Lexington with all those guys on the field together? Uh, it'll be cool. You know, that'll be um, – I'm sure whoever loses will get – it'll get talked about for the next four years. We're all together, three <laughs> years, five, whatever it is. So, um, that'll, that's a lot on the line. Um to try to figure out, <laughs> I guess, like not to get trash talked for the time you're there. I already, I'm like really close with Octavius. So he was already telling me about how, oh, if it would have been last year, you know, we would have whooped you all and all this stuff. I was like, well, it's this year. So um, see what happens. I'm sure Octavius will come to that game, but I'm excited because um, uh, love it and um, Lavelle, I'm, I'm really close with those guys. And you got a few other – they got some good players on their team. They got some good players on our team. So it should be a really good game. Well, we're looking forward to making it out there, hopefully at some point this season, to see you play. Uh, Jagger, congrats on your commitment to Kentucky. Best of luck this season and moving forward. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all. All right. He's Jagger Burton. You're listening to Kentucky Daily. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Daily as we begin to wrap things up on another episode. We really hope you enjoyed that interview with Jagger Burton, the newest Kentucky football commitment for the 2021 class. He's a huge commitment, could jumpstart some things for Kentucky, not just in 21, but also in 22, 23 possibly. Having that guy locked in. I have a story coming out pretty soon about Drake Jackson and Landon Young and how this Kentucky football program has evolved since their commitments were guys in state were going elsewhere. And now you see the Jagger Burtons, the Bo Allens, the John Youngs, all these guys coming to Kentucky now, and it's changed. I mean, it's definitely different than it was four or five years ago when Damian Harris and others decided to go to premier football programs. I thought that was interesting that uh, Jagger mentioned, you know, that you can go to Alabama, Clemson, all these programs, and guarantee you're probably going to play in at least one national championship game, but then you come to Kentucky and you want to win the East, get to, that, get to Atlanta, and do something because it's home. Uh, Derek and I are just want to say thanks for listening to Kentucky Daily. You got seven episodes this week. It's usually going to be Monday through Friday when Kentucky football starts playing games. We'll have some weekend recaps of some games, maybe some 15-minute episodes. But this week you had Corey Evans of Rivals come on and talk UK basketball recruiting. You had Jack Pilgrim talk about the loophole with Jay Lucas. Then on Wednesday you had an episode with Terry Wilson. We recapped Bruiser Flint and John Calipari's press conference. We talked about the Kentucky football team standing in solidarity and missing practice on Thursday. Alex Montgomery told his story. And then we previewed Jagger Burton's announcement. And then you got Jagger Burton himself as an episode on Sunday. So seven episodes this week at Kentucky Daily. If you haven't subscribed, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listen to this podcast or your other podcast. Stick with us. Continue listening. Leave a five-star rating and review. We're going to be sure to keep bringing you solid daily content. We pick apart the top stories 
each day, give them to you in an audio form, and then we include interviews as well. We have more interviews scheduled this week, so be sure to stick with us. If you're interested in advertising, feel free to email me at gobigbluecountry at gmail.com. Derek's email is DerekTerry17 at gmail. You can find me on Twitter at gbbcountry. Derek's Twitter is at Derek S. Terry. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll see you Monday. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today.